We're recruiting for a clinical trial for a possible treatment to help those infected by COVID-19. If you're 18 or over and have tested positive for COVID-19 during the past five days, you may be eligible to participate. There's a clinical trial located nearby, and participation is voluntary. You may stop at any time. Participants will receive study-related care at no cost. To learn more, visit MerckCOVIDResearch.com. That's M-E-R-C-K COVIDResearch.com. You're listening to Empowerment and All That podcast, your favorite podcast for women's empowerment hosted by Rita Bautista. It's time to be reminded of the authority of your inner goddess and elevate the power within. Are you ready? Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Empowerment and All That, your favorite podcast for female empowerment. I'm your host, Rita Bautista, and I'm super excited today because I'll be talking with one of my good friends, Dr. Charles Sumner Corbrew III. Yes, wow. y'all, that's his name. <laughs> wow, put it all out there. And one of the good things about this episode, you guys, is we're going to be talking about the topic, is love enough? Now, this for those out there who are like, oh my God, here we go, relationships again. But truthfully, love in general as a whole can be applied to relationships, your, your interrelationships with work, your friends, your children, and obviously, most importantly, um, with this topic in partnership. So one of the cool things about Dr. Charles Corbrew <laughs> is that he actually is a... PhD in psychological science. Thank you very much for that, because I knew I was going to get it wrong. <laughs> but um, he's got some amazing insight. And one of the greatest things about having one of your good friends on the show is that you'll always get some pretty good banter, but you get some really great content because you're just being your most honest. And if it's one thing that Dr. Charles Corbrew and I do well is banter and are very honest with our in-depth conversations that we tend yeah. to have. Yes, we are. And you can go ahead and put it out to the world what you actually call me, Rita. <laughs> Charlie. Yeah, there we go. You're the only person in the world that I allow to call me Charlie. So don't I am get it honored. Twisted. You're welcome, Rita. And I am, I am grateful to actually be <laughs> on the other side now to be a guest on your show because you have been like my most favorite guest on the What's Your Revolution podcast. So I am, I am honored to be on the other side of Mike and to hopefully give your listeners everything that they want to hear about is love enough. <laughs> Funny fact, I keep calling you Charles Corbett, Charlie show. <laughs> the first show I was actually ever on when it came down to the radio slash podcast, which his show, What's Your Revolution, is now um, on iTunes, right? On iTunes. Uh, it's on SoundCloud, it's on Player FM, it's on wherever you want to find it. it it's on iHeartRadio, wherever you need to find What's Your Revolution, it's right there for you. Yeah, one of the things I love about the topics of Charles's show is that he goes into male masculinity and talks about every single thing possible. And uh, what better show for him to come on than, you know, empowerment and all that, the female's perspective on all things empowerment. So. Thanks again for being on. I'm really excited to dive into this episode today. Obviously, the meat and potatoes of this topic is, <laughs> do we think love is enough? Is love enough to create the foundation of a relationship and keep it going? So that's two questions, Rita. Is love enough you know, to be the foundation and then to keep it going? So mm -hmm. I think my answer to the first question is that love has to be the foundation. As I, I sit here in my house, I can look to the right and see a picture of my mother and father. I've had this picture in my house for the last 15 years. And I had that picture in my house, my first house in Virginia. So this picture's got to be at least 25 years old. They have been married for 54 years, Rita. And, you know, that says something. And so the foundation of what they have is love. My father is 90 now. My mother is. 78, she'll be 79 in 12 days. My father has Alzheimer's. She's his caregiver. Love is the foundation of their relationship. 
But to answer your second question, it can't, love just is not <laughs> going to make you through 54 years. It's friendship, it's trust, it's honesty, it is working through the hard times, it is not going to bed mad, it is being vulnerable, it is being open, it is growing, it is, you know, making sure that you are your champion for your partner. It is, to me, all of those things. And my mother, beautiful, one of the most beautiful people that I've ever met inside and out, is my father's champion, even now. And he will tell you every day that life has not been the same since he met her 54 years ago. But here's the thing, Rita. It wasn't always it wasn't always peaches and cream, right? Right. Oh, they had you know when I was a child they had they had rocky road, right? It wasn't, but it takes growth. It takes that opportunity to see who am I going to be, how am I going to show up, how am I going to grow? You know, we talk about this on the show. How are you going to grow up and be a man in your relationship? To say, you know what, baby, that hurt. Right? I didn't expect that from you, but that hurt, and this is how I'm feeling. Can you honor the things that go on in your relationship? And, I learned that tonight. How can you, even, even, in, even in the demise of a relationship, can you honor the time that you've had together? You know, I think that is something that we don't. We don't honor that time together. People, we just break up and be like, you know what, peace out. I ain't got nothing to do with you. Can you honor that time? I think that's a very beautiful thing that you just said. It's like, can you be that person's champion? And even at the point where if it does end, are you still going to champion the time that we spent with each other right like that's a pretty big thing to think about because most of the time uh when you break up with somebody you're just like f you i don't want to see you again don't talk to me blah 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 or which i think is such a more modern approach that i've been noticing a lot more if you have children like the whole co-parenting thing i think is so beautiful right because just because your relationship broke up doesn't mean that love wasn't there and that that love can't be translated to your children right right exactly Exactly. So I love that you said that because I am a professional <laughs> single person right now. <laughs> but, oh, you, you, really? You getting paid for this? <laughs> right. Becoming professional. Oh, no, exactly. What does that pay? Like $25, $30 an hour? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we talk about my dog on this show occasionally, but he's definitely yeah. expensive. So I got I to gotta get another job to help him. <laughs> <laughs> a professional single person. You know, we, and you and I have talked. What it, what it feels like, and in those periods of time when it gets when it gets lonely, right? Like I don't want to feel like that, right? We tell ourselves like this is this sucks, right? but what's the alternative? Sometimes, right? I don't want to feel like I'm in this toxic toxic relationship with this toxic person, and I'm not happy, and all I'm trying to do is get out. So I think all we're trying to do is find the sweet spot, right? That's very true. Now, um, it's interesting that you bring up toxic relationships because the episode that I was on that I had recently, the one prior to this one was actually on toxic relationships. And one of the conversations that we one of the questions that I um, had asked her was, you know, can you get out of a toxic relationship and not necessarily like exit to the left out, but like, can you actually find yourself out of the toxicity? And so many people, instead of working on the relationship, which is harder, choose to exit left. And right. to me, as funny as this is going to sound and really hard for me to admit, it's always easier for me to exit to the left because I feel like this person doesn't understand me. This person doesn't blah, blah, blah. We're never going to get there. We're never going to understand each other. But then I'm like, I see relationships that have been together for like 20, 30 years and they never get each other. And at the <laughs> basis of that is because for some reason or another, at the beginning, they fell in love with each other so profoundly mm. that they were like, you know what? Every single day, I'm going to choose you. I'm not going to put uh, this pillow over your face today. I'm actually going to let you live another day because hopefully today you're going to get it right. Yeah. No, I, I have a um, good friend. Her name is Christy Lyon, and her and her husband have been married you know, probably close to 30 years. And I'm probably putting her business out in the streets, but... Yeah, you didn't have to put, say her whole name. But. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tag her. I'll yeah, tag. yeah, at Christy Lyons. But one, <laughs> that was one thing that she says. She's like, I choose my husband every day. And she's like, I'm not going to put her business out of the streets, but she's like, I know how to make my marriage work every day. And she says, we do that every day, right? She's like, I understand that I have a man and I have a man's man, right? 
And to, to honor our marriage, I'm going to make sure that he knows that I love him every day. And he chooses me every day. And so we have that ability to love each other. She's like, it's not easy every day. It's not easy every day, but we choose to love each other and we choose to honor our relationship and what we know, some of the things that we're good at. So I appreciate it. I appreciated that. But it also brought me back to this conversation that, you know, we've had over a number of times is how do you work through the toxicity? It goes back to our, our, our theme because it's, like you said, it's easy to exit stage left. This is a toxic relationship. We didn't say abusive relationship. Right. We said toxic. And there's a difference between. And I think about my past relationship that you and I have talked at length about, you know, we'll call her Miss San Diego, right? Yeah. <laughs> Carmen. <laughs> Carmen. Carmen San Diego. We had a toxic relationship and it didn't start out like that. Well, maybe it did because there were, there was outlying, there were out, you know, forces that were outside of our, our ability to control that created the toxicity anyway. But we never, ever really addressed how to get out of the toxicity. It was just easier to, all right, peace, exit stage left. All right, I love you. I'm going to get back in this. I'm going to jump back in. But we didn't do the healthy work around what does it mean that we're in to acknowledge that we're in a toxic relationship? And then what does it mean? What does it mean and what does it look like for us to be healthy? Because it's either for, it's easy for you to say, I'm going to go find somebody else and it's not that I don't have to deal with the toxicity. But you're going to carry that toxicity with you because it doesn't change until you address it. So I think that's a really good point, right? But I, I'm not a professional at this. Again, I'm professional being single. Um, but I would say that in order to do that, someone has to bend. Someone you know, has to bend. You're right. Someone has to bend and say, and not be afraid of being vulnerable. Instead of being those two kids that are like fighting each other. Have you ever seen that? There was like um, Burning Man had an amazing sculpture where it's like two adult people that have their backs to each other and the children are on the inside, like trying to break through and touch each other's hands. And it's like, I think it's like the most amazing sculpture ever. Cause I'm like, that's what, that's essentially what love is. is like people who mm, I get unfortunately it as adults, you have to create these like ideas of what a relationship is, but the two kids on the inside, those were the ones that fell in love. Right. Cause you feel all giddy and like, Oh, everything's amazing. You feel very free and liberated when you're first starting to fall in love. And then all of a sudden the adult things start falling in. Like, yeah. Oh, my uh, job. oh, this, oh, that it's the perfect example is like the, the chase mode, right? When the man like, oh my God, he could literally bring the moon down from the, from the sky when he's chasing you. But when he knows he got you, then he's like, all right, I'm done. Like, I'm good. Back to yeah. being an adult. That's to That's a ghost. She again, like, <laughs> What just happened, you know? Let me bring you this Kit Kat, you know, and you'd be good at that. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, he brought me a Kit Kat because no expectation. Right. But, I, um, but yeah, so, you know, looking at that, um, that sculpture, I'm always, I always think about that. I'm like, you know, when two adults are fighting each other, they really are like, you know, what they say is like, um, each mind a different world. And so like, you don't understand the other person. Now, if one person were to break and say, listen, I'm going to be the vulnerable one. And unfortunately for a lot of relationships, women tend to be the ones to break and be vulnerable. And I think we're in a place now where women are getting tired of the over masculinity and having to be the one to always break and always be like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, you've been getting on my nerves and, and you play this like adult role, but the kids on the inside are like, you know, I just want to get back to that happy place again. Yo, there are a lot of things that come up right now that bubble up. The first thing <laughs> <laughs> right? So the first thing was like, you don't know men like that, Rita. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't know us like that. And then I'm like, but that's why you do the show, Charles. So you need to acknowledge that. And so you're right. You, you are right. And say that one more time so the listeners can hear that. <laughs> <what? No>, <laughs> you you are right, Rita. And you know, I, thinking about the situation that we talked about earlier, you know, the events of this week. And you know, I, I'll even talk about it. I'll I'll even talk about the events of this this evening. You know, I've been seeing a woman for um, a little while, 
And, you know, we just kind of clicked. It was good. It was worth it. Was, it, it felt good. It felt right. And, you know, kind of cut out all the, all the other noise that was going on. And, but we hadn't had those, you know, we hadn't had one of the foundational conversations that needed to have. And then once we had it, it was like, we're our, we're on two different islands, two really, really different islands. And so because of that, you know, we've got to, we, we basically have to say, you know what, hey, we got we to gotta let this go. So I felt myself like being like that little boy, like, I ain't got time for this. Like, I'm going to just buck up. Like, whatever, peace. I'll let your boy later, whenever. Whenever you realize, like, you're losing something good, right? Is that ego? Let me finish the story. Yeah, right. But it isn't. But it, it, it is ego. And, you know, the, the beautiful woman that she is and, you know, our time together is just beautiful, magical. I mean, I could use all of these various adjectives that go along with the time. But she said, I hear some things in you, and I want to make sure that we honor this time together, however long or however short it has been. And it was like almost like, oh, I'm going to keep punching in the gut. But it was a punch in the gut like, yes, honor this time. Be vulnerable to say how you feel about this space that we've been in. And the reality is that because we have a difference in our core values, we're going to walk away from this. But, but allow yourself to be vulnerable enough to honor the time that we've had together. And like you said, we don't do that. We don't honor that time. People come into your space. And they're there, and, and to be amicable and to, to just say, you know what, I'm, I'm grateful for this time with you, which is hard because men are like, you know what, I, allow my, I allowed myself to be vulnerable with you. I have feelings for you. Like, you're not going to work this shit out? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then you're like, all right. But I think we have to get to that space, Rita, is what I'm saying. And, and that's what I'm trying to push with our brothers on the show. Like, figure, that, figure it out. Figure out, you know, how to be vulnerable enough to, to be in space with the people who you love. I think that's such an amazing perspective. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, I, I love that. But I, again, the honor thing, it's really, it doesn't matter if it was a lifetime or two months, like being respectful enough. And I love her perspective because that's going to haunt you forever. Why does it have to haunt me? What, see, see many, is that is that Rita? That's a that's a no. That sounds like that sounds like some projection from Rita. It's gonna haunt you, Charles. I'm just kidding. You no, should no, want to no. get married. That that's what it is. I don't want to get married. I want to be in a long term, loving, monogamous relationship, but I don't want to be married. You know, and so if that's if that's a part of our conversation tonight, like, is love enough? No, love is not enough. Simply, it's not enough. It it is. So many things that have to happen for a relationship to be right. I could love you. I love you, Rita. <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. I love you too. <laughs> but I think that that's a good point, right? Like relationships do need so much more than just that initial feeling, right? Because as much as love is beautiful and the movies make us all feel as though, you know, love's just going to carry us through. Love's going to get us out of hunger and poverty and all of this stuff. It's like, no, love is not. Um, you still have to work and you still have to create and you have to do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, that's not enough for one single person. Then what is enough to carry a relationship through, right? Because you can have love as the foundation that actually helped create it, but then you need the rest of the building blocks, right? That's just Man. Yeah, and the and those building blocks have to be, uh, the word I want to say is correlative, but I think, <laughs> you know, those building Dr. blocks. Dr. Sumroom. <laughs> I know, exactly, exactly. Sorry, good. But they have to match. The, you have to find, you know, some foundational pieces that actually match as you're building this. My therapist says all the time, when you overlay the two of you, right, you don't have to be like, like a perfect match for each other, but you should be at least be a Venn diagram where there's a lot of 
matching that's going along between the two things. And your question is, is what do you need? Is you need to have similar, I'm not saying that all of your core values need to be the same, but you need to have similar core values. And like, if you don't eat well or think about your health, like taking care of your body and thinking about what you're putting in your body to take care of that, that's a core value for me. And if we don't match on that, then we're going we're gonna to have problems, right? Because we're going to be fighting over what you're putting in your body. And can I say something really quick? Before yeah, you go, here we go. No, go ahead. It's banter. Because as it's banter. much as I love what you're saying right now, I think one part that you're forgetting is that we cannot control anybody else. Totally agree. Totally, <laughs> totally agree. I, so, is that so, interject? I'm like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not. Right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wait, wait, Charles. Wait, Charlie. Before yeah. I, <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. But the building, the building blocks have to be there. So if that those core values are there, you can continue to build. Mm-hmm. But without those core values, what I'm saying is that you may try to control that situation. When you, why are you eating that cheeseburger and fries, right? Why aren't you eating this impossible burger? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, you haven't had an impossible burger? I'm good, bro. I do turkey <laughs> burgers. I do bean burgers. I gave up red meat, but uh, yeah. Man, get you an impossible burger? Yes, you're missing out on life. I'm good. I'm already missing out on beef burgers, so we're good. Right. right. <laughs> so I think that's, you know, that's the piece. What do you, what do you think? You know, it has to be if we're building if we're building this perfect relationship or we're building the relationship that we want because nothing's perfect. What else has to be there? You know, I think honestly, a common ground of being able to work through issues, mm. not leaving the issue on the table, but actually working through them together. Apologies and forgiveness are huge because, you know, what if I want to eat a bean? What if I want to eat a burger today? What if I'm tired? What if you don't know all the stress I've been under and I just want to eat this burger and I don't want to talk to you right now. And I know you're going to complain about it in like five minutes, but it's like, I need to one, forgive you for trying to control me for eating this bean burger or this regular burger. But honestly, it really, I think truthfully, because we are all our own independent people, we're going to make mistakes. And some of us make them every single day. And it's all about not being afraid to apologize and not being afraid to forgive somebody and move past that. You know, it's through from, yeah, I was reading the other day, this is psychology today. You read? You know me. I, you know me. I love reading like all of these like personal development, self-help, I, I, like it's all this stuff. And it was talking about not about how it's bad to argue. I feel that personally. I'm just like, I'm so over arguing. Like, as soon as I feel like something's gonna blow up, I'm like, you know what? I'm done. Hands up. I'm over. I quit. I'm not doing this anymore. Exit left. Right. But it was talking about like the, the couples that actually argue more. Now, not abusive arguing, right? But like people who actually argue more and are able to work through that, like the next day or, you know, continue working through their relationships, they get stronger because of their arguing. And I'm like, who wants to live in that? Jesus. And who wants to argue with you, Rita? Lord. Because <laughs> I'm right. No. <laughs> but no, I, I've read that research as well, Rita. And so that's interesting that you say that because I don't like conflict. And with Miss San Diego, we would have conflict and we would have argument. But we also had great makeup argument as well. <laughs> Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> Did you say brown chicken, brown cow? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're corny. <laughs> like, you are the queen of corn. <laughs> cool, man. Cool. Yeah. But, and, and I think that was one of the great, that was one of the big parts about that, that we could make up. And we, so uh, if we're thinking about the, the foundations of relationships, physical capacity with each other or you know physical attraction and the ability yeah and chemistry no you know chemistry when you kiss when you kiss that person the first time do you know like wow that that feeling like like going to a wedding and like okay enough (laughs) moving on 
Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you know, you just walk in this person to the car and, and they and they yeah. kiss you and you're like, oh shit. Like, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is but yeah, yeah no, I know what you're saying though. Like the moment of like, you know, that opportunity to actually feel them. Like, you know. I, I think that's that's a great part, right? That that's the spark. That's the initial I am attracted to person. I want to find out more. But communication. Yeah, tell the story. Yeah, exactly. Don't go anywhere without proper communication. Mm, mm. You know, I think, and and I think that that is probably one of my hard jobs. Yeah. I got my moments. I'm not perfect. I'm really? Perfect. Tell us your story. <laughs> I got my anxiety. Well, you know, I have many stories, but, you know, we'll just say long distance has been something that I was frequently used to over yeah. the last couple of years on Good and off that. or whatever. And long story short. One of the biggest problems for me is if I'm not getting adequate communication, it doesn't matter how busy I am. You know what I mean? I think that's one of the things that is very interesting when you, when they're like, oh, the chase, you got to look like you're busy. You got to do this. You got to do that. It's like, yeah, that's absolutely true. I'm, if, if anybody's busy, I am like the busiest of busy right, right now. I'm working on the podcast. I just started Latina Podcasters, which is a group to bring Latina podcasters together. I am, you know, working my full-time job, which is in uh, medical, medical, the medical sales industry. And I'm also helping out with a political campaign. So I'm busy. busy. (laughs) But the thing is, is that. (laughs) I'm not even going to talk to you right now. No, no. I actually would have voted for Beto. I wasn't a resident yet of the state of Texas, the great state of Texas, everybody. Julian. Julian Castro needs to stay in the race, too. He is. Hopefully. I'm hoping he goes. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, he's not the front runner. It won't be the front runner. But I think this guy, um, I've been following his his career for so many years. I yeah, really do. Yeah. And I grow to be some really amazing politician for the rest of his life. So I, I, I really. Anyway, back to. Communication. Communication. <laughs> is love enough in politics? No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, it's enough. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> In politics, your girl from California, it's enough. Oh, boy. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but, you, but you're talking about communication and, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, your long-distance but, relationship. Yeah, and, you know, it was always a big deal. It's like if you're not communicating, you know, I mean, and everybody has a different communication style, right? Some people like to text message all day long. Some people just need a five-minute check-in. It's not even a full dive into a phone call or, you know, give me your life story. I just want to fall in love on the phone. Sometimes it's like, I don't want to talk to you, but I'm calling you because you, you matter. You matter. And the thing is, is, you know, the other thing is compromising, right? Like that is a very, very important part of a relationship is we do have our core values. We do have our fundamentals, but are you willing to compromise with the person that you're in union with? If this person wants you to get married and you don't want to get married because that's a core value of yours, you're sticking to that, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and she does. It's like, was this the time to have the conversation yet? And that's also something that I'm learning too is like, when do you have the complicated conversations and when do you hold back from the complicated conversation mm. continue to flow with it and see what happens because yeah. maybe if time would have naturally just allowed itself to show you guys you weren't compatible you would have continued to have a great time with each other so you lost me there <laughs> because one i'll go i'll go back to answer this question one, I think you have the foundational questions early when you're when you're my age, right? Maybe not, you know, at your youthful 27. age. Twenty seven. Yeah, my age of whatever it is. <laughs> I'm gonna stop telling people my age. I realize that. You, know? you don't have to. You look youthful. Thank you, thank you. Way to way to pull that back. I like. But I think you have those foundational conversations if you're looking to settle down and be, you know, in whatever you define as a relationship. You know, you have those foundations. Do you want to have children? Do you want to get married? Where do you want to live? How, you know, those types of things. 
But the other thing that I say, and I love that you talk about communication, Rita, is that I read this book maybe 15 years ago. But one of the things it talks about is that you vomit in moderation. Mm -hmm. And so it's an interesting concept because sometimes we'll get into relationships and it's new. And then we're like, let me tell you everything about my life, all my perils, all the good to everything. Right. And then all of a sudden you're like, where did where did he or she go? Because you have vomited everything about your life. Think about that. Think about that worst first date. And the guy is just like, or the woman is just like everything. And you're like, I can't get out of this date fast enough. You know, and oh, I was- can. <laughs> <laughs> Told you exit less strategy. Yes, yes. But that was one of the things that she and I worked through is that we're going to vomit in moderation. And so we had established this level of conversation. Like, okay, are we ready? To, are we ready to have? this level of conversation. So you broach it in that manner. Like, are we ready? Because I'm about to, I'm about to drop some, some things about me that I don't, I may or may not know if you're ready to handle. And so communication is huge, but I, I, I push it to people as you're getting to know someone and you're building a relationship, vomit in moderation. You know, see where your relationship is before you talk about past histories of past, past histories of trauma or different things. That person may not be ready or equipped for something like that. And allow them see where they are because if they're not ready to handle your trauma or handle your life story then maybe that's not your person mm. why well, you know if people know people understand this is we're also videoing this so i can see rita's facial expressions you have that you have that loving look in your face right now Rita. yeah no i don't <laughs> <laughs> if anybody knows rita and charlie when they get on a podcast or a radio show, it is mad jokes with each yeah, other. Yeah, the whole yeah. time. I always get that. I, I think your producer told me one time, text or messaged me. She was like, I was just listening to the show and I was cracking out the entire time. I was like, yeah, I keep telling Charlie that we need a, a podcast together. Okay. I'm yeah. not going to tell you what she said the first time you were on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We don't have to <laughs> Vomit. Moderation. <laughs> I just want, yeah, I just want to tell that story. I was blah, let me tell it. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, that's the thing. Like, um, being a person who's becoming so much more self-aware, I know that that is something that I do naturally. I talk about everything to everyone. Because in some sense of myself, I, I truly believe that people have everyone's best interests in mind. Like we all have each other's best interests at heart. And so I'm like, well, if I'm the one who puts myself out there first, then other people will feel more comfortable talking about their insecurities and their vulnerabilities because I'm not afraid to do that. And believe it or not, about 75% of the time that actually works. Because once they see that I'm not afraid of my vulnerabilities, then they're open to speak about theirs. It's weird. But in turn, right? Like, I, I do agree with what you're saying. I mean, it's better to just like let it out slowly than to just vomit all over them. Yeah. <laughs> let, it, let, let it out slowly, Rita. You know, yeah. let, let it out slowly. You are the most amazing Latina podcaster that I have ever met. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I think I'm the only one he's ever met. Yeah, probably so. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's all good. It's all good. Um, what else? What else? I mean, as we as we think about this, what would you want? Right? It's funny when you get two, two, two hosts on one show. You know what's what's that Thanks other? Thank Charles. No, yeah. what's that I think other... I've interviewed you on your show too sometimes. That's I know it. that's how that's how we do. We're good like that. Yeah. Yeah. Is love enough? And we, and we said no, and we talk about communication. You know, honesty. You know, talking about those foundational blocks, not vomiting in moderation. What else? What's going to make this work? Well, we said compromise as well, right? Oh, that's compromise. right. I forgot compromise. And I think it's also the ability to stay. Are you going to stay when that person is having a week to themselves and being pissed off? Are you going to stay when that person is, you know, having a hard week? Are you going to stay when they hit a nerve 
or are you going to stay when they said something that you know is your soft spot and you don't like people to say or talk about? Are you going to stay when things are great? Are you going to stay when you're scared that they're mm -hmm. getting too close? Yeah. Tell, tell your story, Rita. No. <laughs> I mean, tell the story. Tell the, I'm sorry. Tell the story. <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, I, I, I think the thing is, is so in general, I've, I've been the kind of person that I'm, I'm open to giving people second chances that they actually seem as though they, it, it looks like it's progressing into a second chance, right? You are the queen of second chances. Okay, I believe in people. I don't know why. And I know it's terrible. And I'm probably learning through this. My, my therapist is probably listening to me right now being like, stop it, no more. But here's the thing, right? There are chances when people make mistakes and they, they learn, they grow, and things change with time. They're not going to change 100% fundamentally, right? But people do learn through their mistakes. And I know I've made a lot of mistakes. So giving somebody a second opportunity is not beyond me if I know that our core values actually are the same. Right. I mean, now, I agree. Forgiveness, you know, forgiveness is a part of life. And can I, you bring yourself? I forgive everybody, man. I, I don't. And that's, that's truly one of my fundamentals, too. Like, I do forgive people because we are human, because we do make mistakes. I mean, shit, I make mistakes all the time. I cut the cord too soon sometimes. You know, I mean, like, this, this is something that I've noticed. And truthfully, in this last um, talking ship, I don't even know what the hell to call it. Situationship? It, that's what we call them. I hate it's that thing. Situationship, yeah, you know? Somebody uh, asked me, know, like, what is a situationship? It's not a relationship. <laughs> it's not. You're, you're not. He's not your boyfriend. Yeah, you know, not your boyfriend. <laughs> Uh, that's what it is he's not your boyfriend not your he boyfriend. won't even call you his girlfriend that's uh, what yeah I, but who, you know what's that dude's name not my boyfriend not my boyfriend <laughs> try harder is what his name is <laughs> <laughs> no you know and i think that it lies in expectation right and i think expectation is the martyr of letting people down right mm. Mm. say that again expectation is the martyr it's the martyr of letting people down. Hold wow, because when you... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I got to let the dog out. Gonna... Go. Go, Louie. I just... All... Him? No, I can't hear him. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So expectation, I feel like, is, um, you know, when you have expectations of somebody, and we're not supposed to, right? But naturally, when you start to feel emotions for somebody or you start to see them in a different light than you were seeing them before because you're letting them in you start to grow these random expectations for people and right. when they don't meet them because nobody ever will <laughs> you get mad and you you know you just get mad and yeah like, i mean you're right expectations I, I love that i gotta use that expectations of the are the martyr of I can't remember what I just said. <laughs> oh, man, we have to rewind that back. I can't wait to hear that. Oh, the martyr. I mean, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like, I mean, it's also the martyr of happiness, too. But Yeah. And, and so you're right, because once you begin to, there's a lot of research on, like, couples' rhythms, like how they sync up. And, you know, you could manipulate this, right? But you get into a rhythm together. And the calls, the visits. How are you going to just, you know, how are you going to maneuver together? And what happens is that when those change, you, you, because you've created expectations, it's 5 p.m., right? Charlie's going to call me at 5 p.m. every day, right? And when, so 6 o'clock comes on a Thursday, you're like, yo, where you been for the last hour? Because you've set that sync. You've set that, ex, you've set that expectation. Mm -hmm. And expectations can be really good. So I'm, I'm setting the expectation of, of this is what I expect. But we also have to allow for some fluidity in those expectations as well. Because stuff does happen, right? My phone died. <laughs> yeah, men accidentally forget their phones for a week. <laughs> yeah, I get that. You know? Um, in, in a world where everyone is connected to their cell phone like it's their hand. Right. My phone no died. Anymore, yeah. Right. But, <laughs> no, what I'm saying, like, something came up. It doesn't mean, so you, when you get a text later on in the day, later on, 
or hey, hey, love, I'm sorry. So the expectation should also be, hey, love, I'm sorry. I know it's supposed to, you know, we've been talking every day at five. Something came up. I just want to let you know everything is good. I'll call you soon. So there's also that level of expectation. Can you communicate? Can you communicate? Yes. Yeah. And it's, I think it's also wrapped up in some parts of respect as well. No. Mm. Start, if you start building that, uh, did you say it was sinking? Sinking. Yeah. One. It's a level of how, how are you going to continue the level of respect for that person to let them know, hey, look, you know what? I'm kind of busy or I'm a little tired of a headache. I don't really want to talk today. Okay, cool. Right. Yeah. And, and, and just communicating that. And we get, you know, yeah. we get caught up sometimes. And I, or sometimes you got to have, sometimes you got to just pick up the phone and call, right? Even if it's two minutes, like you said, because I have lost relationships. Because we can't infer tone, right? Hey, Rita. Have, look, hey, Rita, how are you? Question mark. Peace. Rita's like, what's up with Charlie? You feeling bad? You can't? Because that's not how we usually talk to each other. Mm-hmm. But you have inferred my tone. I can be like, hey, Rita. <laughs> we, never can, we never can infer tone. Do you know there's an app coming out now that tries to infer tone based on text and allows you decipher your tone before you send the text that is awful can we just say (laughs) why have we gotten so far away from hearing each other's voices like it's unacceptable i don't get it like there's some things about being old-fashioned like i love a good old-fashioned phone call like ask right i call you right like i'm not saying right uh whatever but like i like to listen to the person i'm talking to and that's just that goes with everybody like my friends my good friend one of my good friends Hector, I'll call him. <laughs> I've been calling him since, since I was 19 at, at his job at work when he's working. And he's like, hey, I'm working. I was like, no, you're not. Hey, look, so I have to talk to you about something. <laughs> he's like, fine, let me go close my door. You know, and so, I met this guy named Charlie. And Charlie always answers the phone. Like, but it's true, though. Like, with my friends, you know, I, I've gotten to this point where I'm like, I hate text messages. Like, I, I do it because that's what we have to do communicate these days with everybody because everyone's on that instant gratification right, right. yeah I, I don't want to see i want i want to see dot 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 right quickly well we use dot 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 on men because we like to play with y'all's mind so i'm <laughs> just kidding i'm kidding love is enough you heard, <laughs> clearly it's not enough when you're in an apple world but look just look just typing <laughs> still typing yeah. right. you're like dang what book is she about uh, exactly and then all of a sudden you get hey <laughs> like, really all that yeah okay. all, all that these dots been <laughs> these dots been rolling for 30 minutes hey trashy <laughs> but you know that's after y'all disappeared or something happened they want to tell you they want to tell you off and then they're like you know what? Let me not let me not write a book. Let me just explain. Hey, period. <laughs> hey, period. Hey, hey, look, you want to talk about is love enough? What you need to do in, in communication? Don't have conversations about your relationship over text. Like that's true. Yeah, people will write a book about how their feelings and not pick up the phone. Like, are you kidding me? Now I got to infer all of this. Like, where you were like, I love you or I hate you or all of these things about the relationship, I got to infer that you're saying this in a loving tone or no. Cause most of the times we go to the negative, right? We're like, Oh, you crazy, you crazy bleep bleep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And no, pick up the okay. phone, have a, <laughs> have Bye, a conversation about the relationship. Bye. You're that my text breakups are not good enough. <laughs> no, I know. I, I think Depen- depending. On the breakup. <laughs> if they're respectful. If they're respectful. So that, that's a good question I want to ask. Can you break up with someone over tech? Uh, <laughs> Man, I love, I love being on a show with you. God, <laughs> we could make millions of dollars together. We could. Jeez, let's start now. If you want to sponsor us, just drop a line. Exactly. A line. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, um, I think looking back, at uh, recent situations, hmm. uh, it could be disrespectful to do that. Right. Oh, period. <laughs> oh, period. It could be disrespectful to do that. Period. It could be disrespectful, comma, 
period period yeah. well i you know i think you have a point and and you know for me and, and this is growth as my as a person right i know one of my biggest problems because of anxiety is patience mm. is having the patience to wait until the person's available to talk about what i'm feeling right and you want to talk about right now huh <laughs> yeah but want, i've gotten better right now right definitely gotten a lot better at the approach of the text messages but you know i definitely had have some growth to do and yeah i can i can admit when i've made mistakes and yeah i have in the past made mistakes where i've ended relationships or dating people over text messages which i think is the biggest looking back at it the biggest f you that you could give somebody because it's like you're not even gonna give me the ability to talk to you about this <laughs> so you wrote you rolled out basically what you're saying because you, you weren't patient enough to wait for the conversation Oh, yeah. But I think it was also a very unique situation, right? It was very text-based communication. And although the conversations were there occasionally, it was like once a month or whatever, um, I wanted it more frequently. It wasn't something that that person could provide because of their their situation or whatever. Um, so... So love is love is not enough, and patience is a part of the a part of the, you know. <laughs> fine, fine. You're right, Charles. I'm just, no, I you know I I agree. You know I think everybody makes mistakes. No one's perfect, and so that's what I'm saying. Like the power of forgiveness is also really extremely important when it comes down to relationships because right. one thing doesn't outweigh the other, right? Like one one thing. Yeah, when you make mistakes, one thing isn't going to outweigh the other. You're still both y'all are still making mistakes, but it, you have the power to forgive the person. You have the ability yeah. to to hear them and say, you know what, this was stupid. You should not have done that. Right. Let's not do this again. And you know, if the foundation is there, yeah, if you have love and and you love the person genuinely, and you can put this ridiculousness aside and say. I know you made a mistake. You're not going to do it again. And this is how we move forward, right? Or let's see how we can move forward from here. And you start rebuilding. Right. I mean, that's true. And forgiveness is hard. And forgiveness is tough for men. We are, man. Stubborn. 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 I'm a Taurus. I'm a, I'm a Taurus. But I, I've had to. Ah, that's so funny, Taurus. Yeah. I've had to learn to forgive. And that's been a, a huge part of my growth, to be able to forgive. To forgive myself and to forgive others who have agreed against me. Yeah. Wait, how, you said your parents have been together for 57 years? 54 years. How many times do you think each one of them forgave each other? Man, look, if, look, look at my mother. She was like, I got to forgive his ass every day. <laughs> so that's 54 times 365, y'all. That's a that's lot. How many times? And it's interesting, right? Like, I'm not a religious person. I don't believe. Um, and I think, but I do respect it and I respect, um, the importance of it for people. Um, and I think one of the things I always remember when there's a saying, um, biblical saying is like, you have to forgive people seven, what is it? 70 veces siete, so 70 times seven. Mm. And that, that stuck with me. It was my grandmother used to tell me that all the time because right. I had a, a very interesting relationship with my father growing up. And it was always like me trying to forgive him, me trying, but then I just would, I would just shut down and block him out. Right. And so now, right, after she passed away, I try to live with that. Like, you have to forgive people because if you make mistakes every single day, every single day, we make mistakes. We sin against ourselves every single day. Yeah. What makes you think that that person isn't sinning against themselves and against you? And it's not purposeful. You know, it wasn't done on purpose. They just had other things they needed to do. Right. No. Yeah. I, I, I totally. I totally agree with you that you have to learn how to forgive. You got to figure that out. And that forgiveness is one of the hardest things that we can do in life. Right. I got to forgive you. Mm -hmm. And whew, it's easy to hold that. It's easy to hold all of that in. Like, I hate you. I hate you. You did this to me. But one of the things we talk about at Camelback Ventures, where I am the director of the education fellowship, 
um, where we, you know, where we basically believe in women and entrepreneurs of color and we fund them as early stage ventures is that we talk about 100% responsibility. Like, yeah, you agreed against me, but I still have 100% responsibility in how I react to that. And so oftentimes we love to, we love to hold that blade. It's easy. <laughs> it's easy, Rita. It's easy. To, I can blame all of that on you. I take no responsibility. Yep. If I'm mad about it, if I'm angry about it, there is a responsibility because I don't have to be. That can be, you know, you broke my heart, Rita. And so I've been mad at you for eight, 18,000 years. But now I take responsibility. for it. But think about that too, right? Like it's being angry with somebody and not forgiving them is like drinking poison and hoping they die. <laughs> really, really, who are you? <laughs> the modern day guru. <laughs> I see that you're just dropping these pearls. Drinking poison and hoping they die. Wow. That's the weight of anger. Man, That's it the is. weight of not forgiving somebody is like, well, I hope you die now because yeah, I, yeah. Drank, I drank this poison of the anger. Just and it just you know how anger is. It's like it starts right here and it starts blowing up, and yeah. so you're, you're stuck, right? And you're like, okay, but yeah. So, would you drink the poison and let the other person die, Charlie? I think at this stage of my life, no, I wouldn't drink the poison because the 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 person is not going to die. The person who's dying inside is you, mm-hmm. right? And so I have had to learn to forgive. I mean, like forgive, like to be in space and to be collegial to people who have, I mean, seriously agrees to get me against me and just to be like, all right. But look, Charles, I want to thank you so much for joining me today on empowerment and all that. This has been such an awesome episode. I always have a great time when we're on the mic together. On the mic. If anybody wants to listen to What's Your Revolution uh, show, I'm going to actually put all the information in the show notes so you can reach Dr. Charles Corbrew, ask him some more questions about whether or not love is enough, and listen to his podcast, What's Your Revolution. Yeah, no doubt. Make sure you check it out everywhere you can. Appreciate the time, Rita. Rita, always love being with you, seeing that smile, and you know, love being one of, one of your good friends. I appreciate that title. Well, to the next time, you guys. Make sure to keep it positive or don't keep it at all. Thanks for tuning in to Empowerment and All That podcast with your host, Rita Bautista. Want to help me grow the listener tribe? Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram and Facebook under Empowerment and All That. And remember, keep it positive or don't keep it at all. We're recruiting for a clinical trial for a possible treatment to help those infected by COVID-19. If you're 18 or over and have tested positive for COVID-19 during the past five days, you may be eligible to participate. There's a clinical trial located nearby and participation is voluntary. You may stop at any time. Participants will receive study-related care at no cost. To learn more, visit MerckCOVIDResearch.com. That's M-E-R-C-K COVIDResearch.com.